Hey there, welcome back to the Church Acts podcast. I am Terry Molinero, and uh, if it sounds a little bit different, it's because I'm recording in a bit of a impromptu way. If you hear some squeaking, I'm sitting on like this old chair, and I don't know if we're even going to have any intro music on this one or any uh, any music at all, but you know, I believe that what I have to say today is pretty important. Um, I know that it's been really important even in my life, and I've been thinking about it a lot, and I've been really taking it to heart, so hopefully um, it blesses you, hopefully it stirs some hope again, and uh, just like the title implies, hopefully this will help you reframe prayer. That's what we're talking about today, so reframing prayer in our mind, the place that it has right now in our minds, how it's positioned, how we you know, interpret it. Hopefully we'll be able to put that in a healthy place if it's not in a healthy place or strengthen that healthy place if it is in a good place in your mind. So uh, let me start off by asking you a question. You know, if I told you something that was obviously not true, would you believe me? Odds are you would not believe me. But if I kept telling you the same thing over and over and over again, and then if the people around you started telling you the same thing and, you know, your family and your friends, regardless of if it was true or not, Psychology tells us that eventually you would either um, believe it, you would accept it as true, or, and this one is even really more interesting to me, you would start to question the original belief that you had. Even if it was completely true, just by the nature of everyone around you having a different experience, you would question what you already knew to be fact. I don't know if you ever do this when you hear stories or when you watch movies, but when someone falls, maybe a hero gives in. Uh, Maybe someone joins the dark side, you know, right away, I'll think to myself, I see how they would make that decision, but I would never do that. We kind of, you know, put ourselves in these different roles in movies. And, you know, sometimes it's not as obvious to spot because just like with the example I gave, the thoughts, the man-made thoughts and traditions that have surrounded prayer have convinced a lot of people that for whatever reason, it is not worth pursuing. It's not worth doing. And if you do, God will most likely not even hear you, let alone intervene in what you're going through in your life. How do I know this? Well, here's a question. What's the ratio when it comes to your life between worry and prayer? How much do you worry and how much do you talk to God instead of worrying? Or, you know, what about the ratio between news to prayer? How about decision making and prayer? See, we go towards as humans what we believe works. And some of us have more faith in social media and our bank accounts or this illusion of security than in God. Because if that opposite were true, there would be a lot less fighting online and more time spent laying our concerns out before God, a lot less time defending maybe our opinions and more time in prayer. Now, I know that it's starting to sound a bit maybe intense this episode, but hear me, it's hard to use what you do not know you have. So today I want to do exactly what the enemy has tried to do for so many but in a good way. I want to help you reframe prayer. Hey, I'm Terry Molinero, and I believe that we as the body of Christ are here for such a time as this. I love to say this, blessed to be a blessing, that we are called to be a light. And look, friends, if we don't do it, if we aren't the light, who's going to be the light? The body of Christ has always been a house of action. And hey, who says we can't have some fun along the way? Terry, it's Ryan Seacrest. You're in broadcast. I'm trying to be in broadcast. We have something in common. Good luck to you at Seacrest House. This is the Church Axe Podcast. What 
does it mean to reframe prayer in this context? Well, let's look at what it means to reframe anything. You know, imagine you're holding a picture frame up, just a frame, no picture in front of you. So you hold it up and all you can see is what is in the frame. Well, what we choose to put in that frame is going to determine like a lot what we see, maybe how we think about things. And the problem is when the frame is not set on things above, you know, when the frame is set on struggle and the enemy and the things of this world, see, there are always going to be the amazing promises of God available to us. We can never change the fact that Jesus died for our sins, therefore putting us in right standing with the father. That's always going to be around, right? For a lot of us, we have incredible families. You know, we have our health. We have maybe great churches that we attend and jobs. But as long as the frame is on what's negative and what is trying to steal life from us instead of giving life to us, that's all that we're going to be able to see. So when we talk about reframing, it's this notion of noticing that what is in frame is not fixed. The frame can be moved and intentionally placed. That's the key, intentionally placed. So how does this apply to prayer? Well, here's an example. Let's say that you knew someone. Let's even say it was like a family member, like an aunt. Let's say she believed in God and then there was a sickness in the family and someone ended up dying. Now, all of a sudden, she associates prayer with something that does not work because she allowed the enemy to pervert the truth and reframe the picture in her mind. You could then have a person who had to make a big decision. They didn't know where to turn. They might have went on YouTube, saw someone talk about prayer. So they thought, you know, even though I feel silly doing it, I'll stop and ask God for direction. Then God did exactly what his word says. He showed up, gave that person wisdom. Suddenly, the picture that they see when they pray is that God is good to give them wisdom when needed. See, both pictures are still at the core about prayer. One has been framed, though, by the enemy, who is, hello, called the father of lies. The other has its focus on God, and both of them, as a result, are going to end up in very different places in their lives. So here's the question. How are you or have you or how is your family or the ones around you frame prayer in your mind? Is it something that you just feel like you need to do? Something that you think should be done? Do you even know what uh, you're doing when you pray? Does it feel boring or complicated or confusing? I honestly believe that there are so many of us walking around in confusion because somewhere along the way, we decided to listen to the enemy and allow him to reframe God's original intention for prayer in our minds. And then due to tradition, things just keep getting passed down and down and down. And do you want to know about a man that didn't have this mixed up? You want to know the way that he lived? Well, the Bible gives us an incredible example in many different people, but um, the person I want to talk about today, his name is Daniel. So the story of Daniel, the man who was 10 times wiser. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to read it. So it said, the king talked with them and he found none equal to Daniel and these other people that Daniel was with. So they entered the king's service, the Bible says. It says, in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, Daniel and his friends, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. Now I'm going to uh, kind of skip on and move to another situation here. It says, now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, um, basically some people noticed like these magicians, these enchanters, these people of the land noticed how Daniel had such favor on his life. And they're like, man, how is this guy getting this wisdom? Where is he coming up with all these ideas? And they're like, okay, the only thing that separates him from us is this thing that he does, prayer. 
more importantly, which we're going to touch on later, who he prays to. So they made this decree. They went to the king. They kind of tricked him and said, you know, who should pray to anyone other than you? So let a decree be made that, you know, it's illegal to pray to anyone and they will like essentially be killed if they um, you know, are caught praying to anyone but you, the king. And the king's like, oh, that's great. So I'm going to sign this into law. And then boom, this is how they trap Daniel. So here we are. We catch up with Daniel. It says, now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, look what he does. He went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. And three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. You hear that? He was asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. As a result, um, I issued a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and, um, well, and as a result, let's be honest, Daniel actually gets thrown into the lion's den. We know the story. If you don't, um, God shut the mouths of the lion's And now because of that, um, the king goes out, Daniel is safe. He says, listen, actually, I'll just read what the king says. It says, I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions and the people that actually ended up, um, you know, accusing him end up getting thrown into the lion's den. Notice how when the other magicians and people who Daniel far outclassed realized that he was faultless, they tried to make a law against the one thing that really separated him. And that was prayer. And here's a question. Do you think those people didn't pray? Like, let's think about this a little bit deeper. I almost guarantee that they did pray to maybe their gods for wisdom. They tried anything. See, the power is not in the act of words. It's who Daniel prayed to. See, prayer is not the action. That's not where the power is. The power of prayer is in whom we are praying to, who we are communicating with. That's why they wanted to make a law against it. Notice they even said, hey, king, make a law that everyone should pray to you and you alone. It's not about stopping prayer. It was where Daniel was getting the wisdom from, which was God Almighty. See, they were not trying to stop prayer or worship. It was who Daniel prayed to and worshiped that they wanted to prevent. See, the enemy has this tactic. You know, get the Christians and the church to focus so much on the what that they will stop focusing on the who. And guess what? The what without the who, it becomes what? It becomes dry because prayer without faith, without anything behind it is just words. That is why he has tried to get the church to become disarmed by reframing what true prayer really is. Because prayer is having communion, communication with God and the Holy Spirit. Do you understand how powerful that is? The one who literally created wisdom is the one you have access to through prayer. Remember, the Bible says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask for it in prayer and God will give it to you. How many times have you found yourself in a situation where you had no idea what to do? I find myself there a lot of the time. You know, have there ever been times where you realize that no matter what decision you made, there was going to be someone disappointed in you and you just couldn't choose? See, we don't need to experience that. We don't need to worry about outcomes because the battle belongs to the Lord. When we see God and get his wisdom for our situations, we will know what to do and we can just have peace in that. Remember this one time I was trying to do my best at something and I was uh, tasked with um, 
this thing. And no matter how hard I tried, I felt like the more I worked at it, the harder it would get. I was feeling lethargic, like I couldn't do anything anymore, like stress was building up and up and up to the point where I felt like I couldn't take it. But then I remembered to seek God for wisdom. Hello, I should have done this such a long time ago, but you know how it gets sometimes. You get like distracted. So I got into prayer about it and the Holy Spirit gave me clear wisdom, showed me that someone actually had cursed me with their words. So I broke those words from over my life and I was able to continue on and the feelings of tiredness and defeat left me. I remember another time there was a person who was filled with confusion and had no idea what to do to get out of this confusion and this state that they were in in their life. And it's actually really sad. Well, so we got together and we started to pray and instantly God gave me wisdom into what was going on in this person's life. The funny thing was I doubted that I even heard from God because it came so quickly to me. So I didn't say anything for about 20 minutes until finally I said what I felt was on my heart to say which opened the entire situation up and that person ended up getting the clarity that they needed for the situation they were going through. And afterwards, I just found myself like kicking myself saying, of course it would make sense that when we as God's children seek for wisdom in prayer, of course he's good to give us the wisdom. I'm telling you, there have been too many times to count where I've had no idea what to do or even how to perceive things or look at things, but then I brought it to God and he gave me the wisdom that I needed every day single time. Just the other day, I needed wisdom about something in regard to finances. So I asked God, and to be honest, the answer wasn't like anything that I had thought of in the natural. And you know, without hesitation, that like there, there was, there was a bit of hesitation at first, you know, to be fully transparent for a few moments. But then I remember what the Bible says, God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I stopped trying to understand absolutely everything according to my feeble way Instead, I place my faith that God knows the end from the beginning and is good to give me the wisdom that I need in every and all situations. Sometimes I just have to kind of laugh and I'm really learning this. I'm really growing in this area of my life, how I'm not even going to pretend to try to have the wisdom. You know, I'm not going to try to do my own thing and try to like understand even God's guidance. I just know that every single time, everything really does work out for the good even if it's down the road, even if it's not an immediate benefit. So let me ask you right now, how could your life be completely transformed if you made seeking God in your life a priority? What would it be like if uncertainty became bold faith or anxiety turned into peace? God is waiting to give you the wisdom that you need. Listen, if we believe that we are here on this earth for such a time as this, if we believe that we are advancing the kingdom and being men and women of action, Wouldn't it make sense that God would need to give us direction for action as the commander in chief in heaven? See, we get into all kinds of trouble here on earth because we start to do what feels good. Maybe what we think is the right thing to do. Have you ever done something where like, oh, I just felt like this was the right thing to do. And then in hindsight, you're like, yeah, that was actually kind of a stupid decision. See, we set out entire, um, we, we, we set our entire lives based on the systems of this world and then wonder why we don't have any peace in our lives or feel unfulfilled. But you know what the good news is? All of that can change. It changes when we reframe what prayer means to us. When we start to move the picture from boring, repetition, words that are not being heard, situations that really won't change, but at least I checked off the box of prayer. When we change the picture from that to, I have the privilege and the honor of coming before the one who was and is and is to come, the one who is over all because he created it all, the one who wants to give me the wisdom that I need for the things I don't even know are coming yet. 
When we reframe prayer from something that we should do to something that we get to do, our lives will start to radically change. And you know what? It's going to change for the good. Before I close it off today, I want to encourage some people right now. Okay, There are a few people that I have specifically on my mind, but I know it applies to many. You know, sometimes we pray and we honestly seek God. And sometimes you know that when we pray, we are talking with God, but then we don't get the immediate results that we want to see or we think we should see. That's kind of an important one to think about. See, we learn this habit of praying, not seeing, so then we stop. We pray, we don't see, so we stop, right? If only you could see, though, what is going on behind the scenes, you would not stop in prayer. Do you want to know what the Bible has to say about this, my friend? Check this out. James 5 or 16, the heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man or believer, man or woman, can accomplish much. Another translation says, he... You know, the earnest, rather, prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. The persistent prayer of a righteous man or woman makes tremendous power available. Heartfelt, persistent, fervent, passionate, persistent. See, we'll go to great lengths to try and solve problems in our own ability, but we'll lift it up to God maybe once and then stop. Listen, your prayers are working, and someone needs to hear that today. When you pray, when you pray in faith, When you pray with faith, saying, I know God hears me. Listen, your prayers are working. Do not give up. Pray passionately and do not give up. You and I need to be more relentless in seeing breakthrough in our situation than the enemy is in seeing victory over us. Do I need to say that again? You and I need to be more relentless in seeing breakthrough in our situations that we're praying for and praying into than the enemy is in seeing victory over us. Let's go back to our friend Daniel, this man who's just sets a tremendous example when it comes to prayer. Um, There was this time and um, Daniel was praying for something, but he had not been hearing for a while. Check this out. It says, do not be afraid, Daniel. This is, I guess, an angel that came to speak to him. For from the first day that you purpose to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come in response to them. Check this out. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Isn't that so interesting? You know, this moment Daniel prayed, the moment Daniel prayed, rather, God heard his prayer. In his humility, Daniel's prayers were heard. The response was sent, but the enemy opposed it. See, friends, we're at a war. You know this, Ephesians 6, but that does not mean that God is not fighting the battles that we do not see when we pray to him. So do not give up praying and believing that God will make a way in your situation. I get that it feels hard sometimes. I get that you can't tell up from down in some seasons of life and that everything seems to be going wrong, but that does not change the fact that God is on the throne and that he has delegated power to you to be able to come before him and ask with boldness for wisdom or for healing or for deliverance or for resources or whatever it is that you need. So I hope that today your heart has been stirred when it comes to prayer, that today, maybe for the first time in a long time, you would make the decision to start reframing. Remember this picture frame, right? Where am I going to focus it? Where am I going to place it on the picture, on the canvas of my life, that you would make the decision to reframe how you fallen into seeing prayer. It is not powerless. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought 
to make it obedience to Christ, obedience to Christ rather. So I pray right now that your heart would start stirring inside of you and that your spirit would wake up and that your mind would be set free from seeing prayer as powerless. Instead, you would realize that you have the ability to come before God who will give you the wisdom, the guidance, the direction that you need to accomplish all that you need to accomplish. Remember, you're not alone. You are not helpless in your situation and hope has not been lost. Hope has not been lost. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will see what is going on and that you will be relentless as you pray fervently to see God's will done and his kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. For though we live in the world, We do not wage war as this world does, the Bible says. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedience to Christ. Obedience to Christ, rather. God hears you, my friends. He knows what it is that you're going through and he knows exactly what you need. And here's something very important. He knows when to send you those resources as well. His peace will be with you as will his wisdom when you reframe prayer in your mind and remember this great gift that has freely been given to you. God bless.